Welcome to part two of our three-part series all about proper dilution. If you haven't checked out part one yet, go back and listen to episode 31 after you've listened to this one. It is all three of us joining you, Rachel, Rhonda, and myself, Nikki, where we will be going over Essentia's dilution chart, dermal dilution by age. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Vetiver Vibes podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki, Rachel, and Rhonda, certified clinical aromatherapists coming to you from Ontario, Canada, and on the internet everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Accentria, a leading online school for aromatherapy. Accentria is your go-to source for clinical aromatherapy certification programs that are recognized by NAHA and the Canadian Federation of Aromatherapists. If you want to learn more about how to use aromatherapy with kids, check out their website, www.schoolofessentria.com. We're excited that you've given your time to be here with us, knowing you'll get the best essential oil scoop. Hello, welcome to Vetiver Vibes. This is episode two of our dilution chart uh, discussions. So today we are going to discuss essential oil dilution guide by age. So age matters sometimes. (laughs) So we've got infants, babies, all the way to elderly and in between. And today we're going to discuss about how that can impact how much oil you're using on a person at a time. So Nikki, do you want to chat a bit about, we'll start with the babies. That's kind yes. of focus a lot of the time. <laughs> it is. And this is where I want to stress that it's okay to just use none also. So I know that's not a dilution. We're not using oils at that point but it's okay to just use carrier oil and have a zero dilution because you're not actually using the essential oils. And this is where it's important to look at what are other products you're going to use and this and that. And so if you are choosing to use essential oils to add to your product, great. We really wanna keep it as low as possible. So when you do have babies up to three months, you want to be using a 0.1%. Okay, so not 1%, that's not one drop. You are going to make a very big blend and then add one teeny tiny drop and get that 0.1%. Because I know a lot of people think it's hard of how do I get that little tiny portion of a drop? You just have to make that bigger batch and then just put it into small roller bottles or make a bigger massage blend, whatever it is that you need to do to get it, because it's very important to stick within the safety guidelines. As we mentioned in the first part of this series, we want to make sure that you, if you're going to round, you round down. You never, ever want to round up because at this age, it can make a huge difference on possibly causing sensitization or a reaction in a baby or kid. And then we get, we go from infants and then we go up to babies, which is typically about three to 24 months. And again, these ages, you know, they can be slightly sliding, um, but these are, you know, it's not like overnight, all of a sudden things change, but it's important (laughs) to stay within these these safety guidelines for ages too. Uh, Rhonda, did you wanna share a little bit about on more how to blend safely for babies three to 24 months? When we, when we're using this chart, uh, you want to look at the dilution amount, but then you would go back to our essential oil blending guide dilution chart and create that blend 
with that 0.5% is where we start in it. So you're going to look at, for example, um, a, a 60 milliliter blend would be six drops. And so if you put six drops, you've got a 0.5% blend. If you wanted to half that to get the 0.25, then you would put three drops in 60 milliliters of carrier oil. And so so sorry, that's just so that people, because I know you've got the chart that we talked about in the last episode, but for all of our people on our podcast worlds who can't see what you're looking at, can you just share again? So what is the recommended percent for babies three to 24 months? So you're looking, it's starting at 0.25% and going as high as 0.5%. Okay, now, when awesome. I say starting, I don't mean you need to start at 0.25%. I mean, the starting maximum is 0.25%. <laughs> and then it can go up to 0.5%. And so that's why you want to create that larger quantity. So with this age group, I would take a 60 milliliter bottle, and that's where I would put three drops. And that would give me the 0.25%. And you said so, 60, 60 milliliters, correct? Yes, that's awesome. right. And do you, would we still be able to use the 0.1% though, if someone had open, not necessarily open, because we don't want to put essential oils into open wounds, but damaged skin or anything like that, you know, using that 0.1 would absolutely still be okay. So when, when you're looking at this age group, I would actually explore not using an essential oil first. I would actually explore using just a carrier oil or a hydrosol, hydrolat, right? Um, and then you might look at that. But when you're looking at open wounds and stuff, definitely not. If you're looking at yeah. something like a, a, a rash, like a reaction, and you're not sure what that reaction's from yet, you wouldn't want to treat it with an essential oil yet. You would most likely get better success treating it with a carrier oil or a hydrosol first so that you're not sort of inducing a further reaction because essential oils are quite strong and that's why the dilution is so low mm -hmm. for this age group. Yeah. And as you said, you know, that's the story. We can definitely still stay at that 0.1, even up to 24 months, right? It's each, each individual person is going to be unique and looking at what that need is. Yes, and, so. and an adult can also start there too, right? We could start at 0.5% for um, like a headache blend or a study blend if we want. Um, and, and this might be really important like when you're looking at people who have sensory issues, for example, um, like I have two children who are on the autism spectrum and three of my children have sensory processing disorders. So this is something that I consider a lot and being an aromatherapist, they're very exposed to scents. And so those lower dilutions, they can smell that 0.5% stronger than somebody who maybe doesn't have that or maybe they're just more sensory aware. So you could start lower just because we said that's the range for a baby doesn't mean that an adult who can smell these things more intensely wouldn't benefit from that lower dilution too, right? And the, and the therapeutic benefits are there. Using more doesn't create more therapeutic benefits, right? All you're doing is you're increasing the therapeutic benefits to try and meet the need of your client or the need of what the conditions are, right? You're not doing it to make it more therapeutic. <laughs> and I think you put up, you brought up a good point of, you know, people can still smell it, but you don't actually need to smell the blend for it to be working. You, there's no- That is very true. My yeah, father actually lost his sense of smell um, many, many, many years ago. And 
he'll come up to me and be like, do you have your oils? Because <laughs> I have a headache or my neck is sore or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he can't smell them at all, but they work. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the smell. Yeah. Yes. So keeping it well, at that small percent is more than enough still. Yeah. And I recently had COVID. So I lost my sense of smell for a little while there. And when my scent came back, it was very um, disoriented. So I couldn't tell some smells apart from other smells. But one of the things that I was doing when I was um, dealing with the infection was diffusing oils that typically help with chest congestion and stuff and have been studied. And so I feel that I was benefiting from that. Um, But that benefit is still there, even though I can't smell it. Mm-hmm. right so the scent part it's not necessary to actually be able to smell it at all <laughs> so then getting back to dilution now so babies we know infants 0.1 to 0.2 percent babies up to about 24 months is 0.25 to 0.5 percent is what the the max recommendations are for young children so two years to six years. And one thing I want to point out too. So remember also at these age, like there's a huge difference between a two-year-old and a six-year-old. And this is where it's important to look at those dilution ranges because the size of a two-year-old and the size of a six-year-old and the way that their bodies have already developed is drastically different. So I just want to make sure that to point that part out and to keep that in mind. And even though it says babies three to 24 months, and then 20, everyone knows that 24 months is two years, I hope. So, and then the next category is two years to six years. This is where it's important to see that, you know, you can use the 0.25 to 5% for two-year-olds, or you can, depending on what the situation is, bump it up to the next category. So, yeah, so there's a big difference between the age and the size. So that's where the dilution chart is one to 2%. So when we're looking at that, you know, you can keep it, as I mentioned, that lower 0.5 if we wanted to, or starting at that 1%, especially for two-year-olds, there really isn't a lot of reasons why you want to go, you would need to go up to that 2% for two-year-olds. Low and slow, keeping it very, very low is always, always the best. For six-year, if you have a six-year-old, then you can start looking at that 2% if needed. But again, right, this is a maximum. There's not a lot of reasons why you need to use the maximum. So keeping it at that 1% is typically going to be ideal or lower. I often still use the 0.5% with my kids who are, my youngest is seven. He just turned seven not that long ago. And then my oldest, who's almost nine, I still often use the 0.5%. So there's not a lot of reasons when I would go up to the 2% even. I use that for myself as an adult most of the time. So as a young child, keeping it to that lower percent is still definitely ideal. Remember the the second number is the maximum that we want to be using, not where our starting point is. So the next uh, section would be children to young adults, which in this case is six to 16 years. And as we've said, um, low is start low. And as you're, you can start around 1.5% um, and max is 3%. As you look at it, 
the one before was one to two percent this is kind of going back again so it starts at 1.5 so there's like an overlap um for that and you know there's not much more to say other than we can start low with our children and work our way up um i think that we can go probably right into adults at this point and say that our max for adults um which for us is 16 plus years and that's uh 2.2 to 5 percent is the maximum and when we're using that it's about using it on your body and it can be for, for massage blends it can be for lots of different things and we will break up a little bit about how you might use smaller percentages in different parts of your body and perhaps um higher percentages in certain very specific instances in the next uh, safety guide as well safety podcast as well <laughs> and I know because you just mentioned massage blend does it make a difference on which I'm sure we will dive deeper in another one on the amount yes. of body surface you're covering does that definitely. play into it okay definitely so if you're going to if if you're I'm going to think like when I when my youngest was um a baby, I went to a naturopath because he was having issues and they had me use ca um, castor oil on his belly and I was using that. There was no essential oils in that case. I was just applying castor oil to his belly, but it was a few times a day and just to like that area of his body. Um, if I was doing a massage blend or something, I might have applied it everywhere, which would have been very sticky and not something we would have wanted to have dealt with. Especially with Castor. Yeah. <laughs> castor oil castor had oil. Its, whole, its whole thing, but it worked <laughs> and it helped a lot. So, you know, it's great. <laughs> it was probably one of my first um, exposures really to actually using carrier oils and things like that um, and seeing the results of that for sure. So tune in on our next part on how much oil to use per body part and surface that you're covering and all of that too. That will be in part three. So stay tuned for that. So any other last minute tips or information that we wanna share with the dermal dilution by age? I think my, my only advice um, to sort of add to that is and, and this is a general rule, you'll hear us say this a lot um, in our school and probably among aromatherapy professionals, less is more. And so we don't need to keep adding more. Less is, is just as effective, sometimes more effective. So use that rule, I was just less thinking, is more. <laughs> I was just thinking too, as to, we haven't actually spoken about why we don't use oils neat. Um, so mm -hmm. other than they cause a lot of sensitivity issues and, you know, we want to ideally be able to use our oils from, you know, my children are young, you know, if we're going babies all the way till you're like, you know, 80, 90 years old, it would be great to be able to use them for your entire lifespan and not have to stop using them because you start having rashes and sensitivity issues. But also when you're using essential oils and you're diluting them with carrier oils, you're actually capturing that oil and it's going to stay on your skin and penetrate into your body in a way that won't happen. If you just take a bottle of essential oils and drop something on your skin, don't do that. But if you did, most of that, 90% of that is going to just evaporate and you've lost that whole, like 90% of that drop into the air and you'll smell it, but it's not going to actually have that benefit to your body. And so I think that that is another reason that it's, great to actually make sure you're using your oils diluted because 
it's actually going to less is more because you're it's not all going into the air so yes so that's that's the volatility part right i mean yeah. it, it does evaporate and and the difference when you are using that 90 percent evaporation well the carrier oil actually carries the oil <laughs> the essential oil to where we need it to go and that's often why we call it a carrier oil, right? It's kind of, it carries the essential oil for us because they're both oils, <laughs> but one's volatile and one's not. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's a great spot to wrap it up. So thank you for tuning in to Bed River Vibes, the essential oil scoop. I'm Nikki. I'm Rachel. I'm Rhonda. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Essentria a leading online aromatherapy school. You can join the free introduction to essential oil course at www.schoolofessentria.com. If you love this episode or you got a lot of value out of it, please make sure you share it with someone in your community who you think will enjoy it too. If you haven't already subscribed or reviewed the show yet, please go over to your preferred streaming platform and hit subscribe, then leave a review. This is the best way to help support us and we appreciate it. Email us with a screenshot of your review and you will be entered into our monthly draw for a free mini course. This podcast is for information purposes only. We are certified clinical aromatherapists and holistic health professionals. If you have a medication concern, please refer to your health team. Everyone's health is unique to themselves, so the topics and suggestions stated may or may not apply to you directly.